I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Hey guys, welcome to Two in the Think Tank. I like that that one had a really good beat to it. Yeah? Yeah. Okay. Didn't have to have like the sort of the, the percussive, uh, sort of like the higher end sort of uh, trebly stuff. That, I liked that, that that one had a really good sort of droning, nasally... <laughs> Song bit to it, yeah. It's so, a song bit I really liked. Where yeah. We try and come up with two sketch, five, three, five sketch five ideas. Sketch ideas. Welcome to two in the think. Two tank. in the think tank. Uh, to think. To think. Scribble or not to. We have tank. a guest here today. Yes, we're joined. Hello, hello. I'm Martin, and I'm here. Yeah. In this um, a curtained booth. Yeah, that's where we've we've chosen to mm-hmm. perform. This is a performance. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's a performance. It's both. It's both Conduct. the act. It's the act of creation and performing at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's it's sort of like, it's sort of like a fornication of some sort. Mm. In a curtained yeah. booth, we just we all jizz into mm-hmm. a bowl, <laughs> and then um, yes. the Earth Mother comes along yeah. and squats over it and releases an egg. Yeah. <laughs> Uh-huh. And um, something howling and twisted crawls out of the bowl yep. mm-hmm. about nine months later. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, we we raise it together as a comically mismatched bunch of guys. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, uh, it's, that's it's actually, th- that was the prequel to Three Men and a Baby. Yeah. 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 Three Men and a Howling Creature. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah that was also known as Babies. Mm-hmm. Has there ever been a sequel to a movie that's been in a completely different genre? Martin, you know film. Um. Yeah, I think the yeah. There's been lots of instances where they went for comedy with the second one, like shitty horror films in the eighties. They sort of went fuck it for the next one. This is yeah. we'll just say it's all a joke, like the sleepaway camp movies and stuff. Okay. Yeah. What about like something that started off as, as a romantic comedy a romantic and then wound up as a horror, like in a sequel? <laughs> no, no, that has never happened. Okay. What about film noir? And then wound up as a sort of sci-fi space uh, <laughs> adventure. For the sequel? Yeah. Um, or prequel. Yeah, sorry. I, I forgot to mention or prequel. I don't, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to think. It's Like, there are films where that happens in the film. Mm. I don't think there's anywhere, like, for the, for the sequel. They'll just... There's horror movies where, like, a later one was a... Sp- sci-fi film yeah because that's like the 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 leprechaun movies the fourth leprechaun is leprechaun in space really and the fourth critters is and critters the, in space that also happened with uh jason or the like friday the yeah 13th? yeah friday the 13th, friday the 13th. Jason X. in space that's like the uh, that's like the horror movie version of like down under yeah you yeah know, like or a comedies will go european gigolo yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> european gigolo in space <laughs> like, um Oh, Rob Schneider meets like a space lady with a dick for tits. What's yeah, the name of like a the one that exa- uh, uh, Professor X was like involved in in the comics? You know, like doesn't he marry like a space princess of some sort in the comics? But somehow 
uh, Rob Schneider cock blocks <laughs> Dr. X or Professor X, yep. Xavier, yep. and then uh, ends up hooking up with this space princess. And then, I don't know, if, I don't know what they do in space. It's, I haven't actually seen European Gigolo, so it's possible that it all, like it came out and everyone said it was shit. So it's possible it's it's like actually a really touching, well-conceived Mm. film and i just haven't like there's too much hate around it for me to give it a shot maybe the last scene of the film is just rob schneider in his guise of being a european gigolo just sitting alone in a giant like la mansion bought with his fuck money yeah and just staring at a glass coffee table with three lines of coke and then he just looks out onto the beach (laughs) and then they cut to credits yeah i think that's actually (laughs) how it ends yeah yeah i mean it wouldn't have been great if he was super successful. Like, he was successful but lonely. Yeah. Yeah, It is, it yeah. is way sadder. It, it needs, yeah, just like, like to to end on what critics will call ambiguity, but is absolutely just suicide. <laughs> like, like, the pretend... And then the, the director will come out and say, look, there's no ambiguity here. I don't know where you're getting the ambiguity yeah. from. He's clearly going to walk into the sea. Yeah. <laughs> just keep walking. Um... Freddy Krueger, European Gigolo. <laughs> Can we make that film? No, because Freddy was a pedophile and that would be a frightening, <laughs> frightening movie. Uh, <laughs> that was technically Lilia Forever. <laughs> oh, there's a reference no one's going to get. Okay. Lilia Forever and But look, Freddy we've Kr- got like 80 listeners, so yeah. hey. someone out there is going to get it. Yeah. Get that reference. Look, Lilia Forever, uh, Lilia Forever is one of those incredibly, like, raw films about a teenage prostitute in Eastern Europe. It's, it's a very good film. It's very well directed. Mm, but like I'm trying to think if it would have been more, like, horrific and upsetting if one of her clients was Freddy Krueger. <laughs> <laughs> or would that have just taken me out of the movie? It might... <laughs> yeah, you don't want to be taken out of a movie like mm. that. You want to be... In the moment, I mean, it would be it would be such a tough ask to try to write Freddy Krueger into a serious film <laughs> and try to explain his backstory so that it made sense. Mm. That okay, so this is you know like okay, he's a he's a real man. Okay, he just had a ho- horrific facial scarring. Uh, actually, it wasn't just facial. He you know like you know you can get scalped. Well, he had he got faced. Was that well, what what why was Freddy Krueger's face like that? Because uh, he, the parents of the children he molested, um, set him on fire and burned him. Oh, um, but he. Oh, was it based off of that Simpsons episode? Yeah, that <laughs> Simpsons episode. With, yeah, yeah. With, uh, that's that's what they they saw that and said, let's turn that into like a serious horror movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then they discovered time travel, <laughs> and yeah, went back to like 1983 because the director Wes Craven actually like was in love with a girl in 1983, but he let her go, and he needed to go back. To 1983 to get the girl and in the process make uh, the first Nightmare on Elm Street. I think someone should yeah. make that into a movie. Yeah. Yeah. No, that would definitely... But then, isn't there a chance that he might erase his parents? Maybe. I don't know. There you go. I guess with the right kind of stationery. <sighs> Speaking of... Comedy! Okay, yeah. time truck, can I introduce an idea? Is this... Yeah. yeah. I, think I, had, I had an idea for... Well, hang like, on. No, actually... Al, can we talk about this? 
Okay, wait. Can uh, uh, we are, are people allowed to introduce ideas, ideas in, in, the, in the podcast? In the podcast. You know, it's a bit early in the podcast. That's what we're yeah. supposed to be no ideas. We're just supposed yeah, to ramble well, exactly. until out of exactly. desperation you write down words you've been saying on the sheet. Okay, yeah. see, this is why we don't have people who've listened to the podcast on the show, yeah, because the see, conceit becomes too clear. Yeah, and, and then he, he just, he, they, we, they shove it in our face. <laughs> there's, no, there's, no, there's no time to create ideas. We're just... Having ideas pushed on us. All right, how about I am you know a, I am a little worried that the notes aren't detailed enough because when you yeah. read them back at the end of the episode, mm. it'll have that feeling of when you look back through your your notes on jokes you want to do, and you're like, "What, what? was f- Vish anger like?" Yeah, but, but we have established that we are recording this as well. So you'll go back. It's and not li- just the notes. It, although I, I have, maybe we delete the podcast and we just post the notes up as a Facebook post. Yeah, that could be a better idea. A, a series of Facebook posts. You're gonna have to go back and listen to your own podcast. I have. Find the, oh my god. Yeah, I know. How yeah. bad's that? Wow. No, I, I think know. it's okay. That's mm-hmm. a, that's quality control. Oh, that's good. That's that. That's good that you can. Yeah. Um, yeah, but the the idea I wanted to introuce <laughs> yeah. was for, for time, like a time travel movie that's not that's just about like the normal passage of time, but they treat like normal like things happening. Like I broke a glass yesterday, and it's still like shattered on the floor today. Like so, and time everyone's travel. surprised, constantly surprised that time yeah. keeps moving inexorably forward. Yeah. Mm. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Great. So like, and then all those tropes of whatever would happen in in a time travel movie, yeah, occur. But it's with <laughs> well, you'd still keep doing things really urgently, like like running around, like like you're about to run out of time because yep. they always do that in the movies. Even though when they you think about the concept, travel. technically they don't. Urgency yeah. does not make any sense. Get in the car. We're gonna have to go back <laughs> to the library. <laughs> yeah, no, just keep doing that. <laughs> it's closed now. <laughs> What is going on? How long does it take for the for the toaster to pop up? We have to wait three minutes. <laughs> Quick, travel forward <laughs> to the future. <laughs> Get into the car. We're gonna have to wait until the library opens in the morning. When I, yeah. when S- I feel pe- set, set your alarm for for uh, nine a.m. That's where they open. We'll have to be up before then. Now, are you okay with us? Since. It feels like you brought this idea from outside of this uh, area. Are you okay with us writing down this idea? Mars yeah, idea. yeah, no, go ahead. Yeah. All right, let's the, do this. The other thing I was thinking about was just like a really shitty time travel machine where mm-hmm. you just go into a box for 20 minutes and you come out and say, oh, that felt like two hours. <laughs> it was really... Yeah? Oh, that felt like much longer. Okay, so... and then And then what happens is you feel... Like you're in the future, you feel like you've gone further into time. Time that you you have in mm. fact gone forwards in time, but you feel like you've gone further forwards in time. Uh, it's a time machine that travels you, carries you forward in time at the speed of time, but creates the experience of time slowing down. <laughs> <laughs> Is that for the, just the audience member? Yes, because because the the movie's so tedious. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> It's just wow. Well, actually, that's the third level of effect, <laughs> which is that for people watching it, it time t- appears to have slowed down fourfold. So, yeah. you, it just it just keeps looping, and uh, so there's like know. a lot of scenes where it's like people going like, "Wow, a minute's really long." <laughs> you don't realize how long a minute is. Yeah, and you, no editing in the film, no no cuts, just constantly yeah. just depicting everything in exactly real time. <laughs> Put a little timer down in the corner until the film finishes. <laughs> 
just it's to just, remind everyone of how how long this is all taking. Yeah, yeah. Two hours and eight minutes, and it's just going backwards. And you, <laughs> you keep you keep cutting to the pages of the calendar, not going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. Um. And clocks. There's so many shots of clocks. Just yeah. clocks yeah. everywhere. Put something <laughs> in the microwave and it just watches the counter <laughs> thing go down. There's a really long shot just looking out the window at the seasons not changing. Mm. Yeah. And... People uh, not aging. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. like just, just shots of their face and their hands and everything. Just not... Shots of gravestones with nothing written on them, and it remains nothing written on them for the whole movie. It's great to describe. I can't help but feel that in the moment it would just feel like you were watching CCTV footage of a really boring place. Well, maybe that's what CCTV is. Is it's it? It's just a movie about time yeah. travel where nobody goes time traveling. Well, this came from like the really, the the really pretentious thought I had that every movie is technically a time travel movie. I don't think it's that pretentious. It's oh it's pretty dumb. Well, I, but it's like it's no, like, but it's it's the, it is the sort of realization that you would expect to be having at three a.m. on on marijuana. Yeah, yeah, a marijuana. Or, I believe that's what they call it. On um, what the, marijuana? The marijuana. The marijuana. Yeah. If you if you've been having the marijuana, then mm. I wouldn't be surprised if you. You can have you can have some quite firm policies about mar- the marijuana. Yeah, marijuana is just a general thing, whereas the marijuana needs mm. to be removed <laughs> well, from our country. Yeah. No, no, the marijuana implies that we are talking about a small quantity of marijuana <laughs> that we are in possession of. <laughs> Do you have the marijuana? Yeah. <laughs> like maybe the household has some marijuana that you refer to as the marijuana, <laughs> and. <laughs> Oh, I believe Andy is looking after the marijuana today. <laughs> mm. And if I want to get some for this uh, meeting that you were discussing with me, I'm going to have to consult him in order to get a portion of the marijuana. <laughs> I think the marijuana should be available for medicinal purposes, but Andy disagrees. <laughs> it should be legal in certain certain circumstances. The marijuana is like... That's the definitive marijuana. You could also have some marijuana in mm. the house, but mm. there would always be the marijuana. <laughs> <laughs> is this is this marijuana or is this the marijuana? <laughs> it's like that. You know, I don't know why it makes me think of this, but uh, you know, like like people who make bread and they have these like really old cultures of yeast mm. that they just keep yeah, adding yeah. to, and then it spreads. Sourdough, the, yeah, sourdough things like that. That's sort of like the marijuana that you just keep you kind of you keep adding marijuana to mm-hmm. it but it's like you know it's like this now this blend of so many you know like aged and kind of different marijuanas vintage marijuanas yeah. and sort of fresh marijuanas and you've got it's like a, it's like a coffee blend of just mm. perfect so, thing that but then yeah you can also just have some <laughs> marijuana yeah it's not the single origin though is it no. it is a blend absolutely but mm. it's the it's it's the greatest <laughs> representation of marijuana this is single origin marijuana i got it all from my mate steve yeah that's the origin that's they're probably because there's like there's a noticeable effect with marijuana the whole thing about people preferring different kinds of marijuana is genuinely true it's like wine tasting but not bullshit yeah like it's not like the the difference between like wines at a certain level they've done tests that if if you're blind to it People actually kind of can't quite tell. Yeah. Though there is that Somalia documentary that disagrees with that. Apparently. 
Yeah, I think there's like there's a few things with that. I don't know because I yeah I I reckon I reckon there's like a bit of hocus pocus around it, but people can like people who do drinks and stuff can go. This is absolute crap, and this is good. If you're, I don't know, but you know. there is such a thing as things being good. different to other things. Yeah. I think, I think mm. I don't know. I don't know. I feel. I feel it's the same way I feel about comedy. Like people say, it's good or it's bad. It's all the fucking same. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's not good. There's yeah. no bad. I'm laughing when it's bad. I'm <laughs> laughing when it's good. Look, the I point is, care. it gets me fucked up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the important thing is that. This life is just a one-time travel movie that <laughs> constantly yeah. moving forward with some YouTube videos of people. You doing need it. Stand-up. You need it as a okay. It's a running joke for whenever you can't end a sketch. The time travel idea: just have all the characters suddenly become amazed that time is moving forward. <laughs> just out of nowhere, just suddenly go, "Oh my god! It's it was seven o'clock before, and now it's." <laughs> Five past seven. <laughs> <laughs> Holy it's, it's shit! Happening. We have to get to the train station. <laughs> it's real. Uh, is there something in in a sketch in the idea that people just talk about weed like it's and, and but just re- refer to it as the marijuana? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Um, where where is the marijuana? <sighs> you c- you can have like a like a bad pot dealer, and he's the he. Like, people come over and he says, all right, shall I go and get the marijuana for you? They're like, oh, so, like, what what kind of thing? It's the marijuana. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I like I like also the idea, okay, that, that, like, it's a guy that you're, you know, it's a drug dealer that you text. And if you text him, you're supposed to be kind of, like, subtle about stuff. And mm. so you go, hey, you got, do you have any, some of those, you know, like, uh, some of that stuff that I can get off of you? Or whatever, that's, maybe that's the text you send him. Yeah. And then he goes... He sends a text back and he goes, just says, what, the marijuana? <laughs> I have... <laughs> I, I have, have this much. I have loads. I have uh, a distribution quantity. <laughs> like, yeah. Yeah. And Would the, you like to purchase <laughs> some of the marijuana? From me, because I am willing to sell it to you. And, and I am the person who has the marijuana. Yes, and I will meet you at this particular spot at this particular time. I think that's might even be funnier if the person who's trying to communicate with him is like an undercover policeman. Yeah. And, and the guy is so blatant about it all. <laughs> <laughs> and the policeman is like, is trying to be, get him to like, the, the policeman is trying to be undercover and trying to be subtle about everything. Yeah. And the guy's so over the top <laughs> and out there, and, and like such a flamboyant drug dealer. <laughs> and, Would you like and, to smoke some of the marijuana <laughs> here? Or will you be going home to get... Hi, <laughs> with the marijuana. <laughs> and the policeman is al- is almost takes, is like taking pity on him or something. He's like, like, come on, man. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just, Jesus, just oh. <laughs> could you like, be a little bit subtle? Hmm, it's a little warm in here. Let me open a window <laughs> streams out to the street. <laughs> this will make it much more pleasant when we are imbibing the marijuana that I am selling for a distributable quantity. If at some point you are tired of buying the marijuana from me, I also have a few dealers that I get, people who sell in huge bulk quantities and grow it themselves. Here's a list of their names and numbers and addresses and where they keep their marijuana. If for some reason you are tired of buying marijuana from me, that was the worst way you could have got into that sentence. Yeah, no, but this is, this is how that guy speaks. <laughs> You are tired of buying your marijuana from me. Look, I'm going to put this down okay, sure. as uh, 
bad drug dealer. Yeah. Bad at being a drug dealer. Mm Mm-hmm. But I, I think, yeah, it's just so offensive to this cop who's just this amazing undercover policeman who's, like, gone to all this effort to create this persona and, like, you know, act perfectly and just stay yeah. cool and, like, not draw attention to himself. That would be great because, like, if the guy had invested, like, you know, like yeah. like six months or a year yeah. or whatever. Yeah, he's in the mode story. Yeah. Everything. Yeah, he's, he's, like, abandoned his family. Yeah. <laughs> like, he's like, I can't have any more connections. Yeah, yeah, to he's my cut family. everything off. Yeah, to in- infiltrate this sort of drug thing. And then the guy, <laughs> like... <laughs> And then the guy just gives everything up first attempt. Yeah. So, yeah. You, yeah, you, like, open the sketch with the... Have you seen Reservoir Dogs? There's, there's a bit where, yeah. where Mr. Orange Tim Roth is, like, he's just about to leave the house and he realises he's forgotten there's a ring he usually wears. And he only goes back and grabs it at the last minute and he starts, like, having a panic attack and then he mm. looks in the mirror. He's like, you're fine. They don't know. They don't know. So yeah. you start the sketch yeah. out yeah. like that. And then he walks in and the guy's just like, well, would you like to buy the marijuana that I have? Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> what? Yeah, text, my phone. It's yeah. just everywhere. Yeah, <laughs> yeah sorry. Oh, I was just texting you. Look, I'll send it anyway. I record all my conversations with the other dealers because I have a speech impediment that I am trying to stop. As as you get to the guy's house, he's like putting up a, a, a sign that says marijuana salesman. <laughs> do, do not enter if... No, I don't know. <laughs> I have all these cameras in here because I like to film my sexual liaisons, <laughs> but they run 24 hours a day. I don't know how to switch them off. <laughs> yeah. Has there been a sequel to Space Jam? Um, they did another Looney Tunes movie called Looney Tunes Back in Action. Mm. I've never, I've never seen Space Jam. I, I, I haven't either. But I was thinking maybe the reason there hasn't been a sequel was because it was already set in space, so you couldn't do Space Jam in space. You would have to do Space Jam in the hood. In the hood. Space Jam would have to go to the hood because that's the next one. Um, I feel like maybe they went to the hood I'm in Space sure. Jam. Maybe. I don't know. Mm. Oh, Looney Tunes in the hood. That would be... No, but I mean, like, you know, there was basketball. They saw, they showed I, mean, I, I think there's probably, like, a Bugs Bunny cartoon from the 1950s where it goes to Harlem and then everything oh, after that oh is God. just unspeakably <laughs> offensive. Yeah. Um, Bugs, Bugs can't go back to the hood now. Uh, yeah, not after that cartoon. That's, uh... Was there any racism in, in the Looney Tunes? There was so much. There's this yeah. beautiful one. It's so messed up. He he uh he he. It's a like a cowboy and Indians thing where Bugs Bunny has to defend this fort. Yeah. And oh, Yosemite and is he Sam dressed hides. as a confederate. Yeah, he's dressed as a. Oh no, he's dressed as a Union soldier. Oh, yeah, sorry. Yeah, all right. But um, yeah, he has to defend this fort, and of course, because uh, Yosemite... the Confederates had nothing to do with fighting the Indians. I'm sorry, <laughs> history. I um, feel and, bad. Yeah, and Yosemite Sam hires Indians and to to defeat him in the fort, and they run at the fort, and Bug stands there shooting them all while marking it off on a scorecard, going one little, two little, three little Indians, four little. <laughs> then stops and says, "No, wait a minute, that one was a half breed," and wipes out half of the score. It's yeah, wow. <laughs> yeah. I, well, I want one of the Indians to turn to the camera in that cartoon and say, "We protest ourselves." <laughs> 
I watched a documentary with Rich Hall where he talked about like uh, I think it was called How the West Was Lost, and he talked about the basically the progress of Western films and that they kind of started out kind of like in with well I think they they emerged because of this guy Buffalo Bill who you know who was doing shows and they were like oh we can do things people really there's like there's like a I don't think it was just because of him, but like, but you know, they they realized that there was these stories mm. and people there's a real market for people going and like and, and all uh, all the the original the first wave of movies were all about like just killing the Indians and they were the bad guys and things like that, right? Yeah. And then like the next wave was sort of like becoming a bit more self aware that that was a bad thing. Yeah. And and it was kind of a bit more uh, yeah revisionist westerns. Yeah, and then like yeah. the third one was just completely like apologetic. Like you know, like realizing that that like and that the main characters were completely like, like felt bad for what they were mm. doing, and realizing it was just like a horrible like genocide that they were performing and things like that. Mm. It's quite interesting. Like, and like, and mm. now you kind of can't release a western; they don't make money anymore. Um, it's, yeah. it's a weird thing. Like there was, it, it was just one of the genres of film for ages, and they stopped being able to do it because it wasn't a myth that we had anymore we we knew now that the, <laughs> the west was fucked up and yeah the, yeah i wonder whether there's Though any the other italians the italians went off and they made them and they were awesome because they were just basically fantasy movies because it was yeah. all these directors and stuff who'd grown up watching american westerns and then they made westerns of their own and it was if they as if they were set on the moon because they weren't in Arizona or anywhere. They yeah, would right. they were like filming out in Spain, and it was like a kid's dream of what a western was. Yeah, but that's like the what's it? Call me spaghetti western. Yeah, spaghetti westerns. The um, call uh, me Trinity. Well, uh, call me Trinity was one of the comedy ones later. Okay. But um, uh, yeah, like the good, the bad, and the ugly. Once upon a time in the West. Right, mm. right, right. but sort of is there any other like film genre that could evolve like that? That could like it's like I don't know if horror is like. Actually, yeah. we realize horror is bad. Yeah, they're <laughs> like actually the monsters are like we actually we hadn't realized that killing young attractive women was actually quite a bad thing to do. Okay, that's not a good example. <laughs> <laughs> no, but that's quite funny. No, it it happens in cycles. Like yeah, with horror, you you go through the period where everything's subtle and it's all a ghost story, and then you go back to people being chopped up with axes, and then you go back to being subtle. We're in the mm. middle of a subtle thing at the moment because of paranormal activity stuff. But I guess, like, like you could have a horror film where, I, I don't know, like, it, it would it would ruin the horror, but if, like, the, the monster came out and talked to people and, like, the end of it just <laughs> completely killed everything and, like, apologised, <laughs> and then yeah. there's just a shot of an Indian man standing on a road with one with tear, tear rolling down his face. <laughs> I mean, no, the monster's sitting in a giant mansion with three lines of cocaine yeah. up on the coffee table in yeah. front of him. He looks out of the beach and then it says, Freddy Krueger, European gigolo. Monster. Committed suicide. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely, definitely committed suicide. Yeah. Well, the horror, I mean, the horror being that Freddy Krueger can't die, right? Is that, one, is that a thing? Can he die? Uh, no, not really. He he lives in people's dreams. <gasps> Imagine so. like if Freddy Krueger like wait is it an actual thing that Freddy Krueger is a pedophile in the thing or yeah. is that your interpretation of it? No, no, that's literally that. That's his origin story. But they kept making sequels, and he got less and less threatening, and he kept making more jokes and stuff. And they okay. did the remake. But we don't know whether or not he he was just doing that to be able to get access to children. Yeah, yeah. no, he's just, just, just using the humor. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but like, I mean, that would be a crazy thing. The idea, like, of of he realizes, like, you know, like the final movie is he realizes that he what he's doing is wrong, and that and and, <laughs> and, and that he and, tries to make amends. Yeah, and that his desires 
like that he's he's stuck with these desires but but he 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 feels guilt and he feels like like that he it's nothing but wrongdoing and it's just a burden that he has to carry but he also lives forever <laughs> what about louis thoreau weird weekends louis thoreau yes. meets freddy yeah and he sure. meets, goes and meets freddy krueger and Freddy Krueger's had a chemical crest castration. Yeah, and he just he just doesn't want to talk about being a pedophile though. Louis yeah. keeps trying to bring it up. He's yeah. just he just wants to talk about like the the vegetable garden he's growing. Yeah, it's yeah. like yeah, no, the carrots are coming through really well. Freddie, Freddie, why don't you why don't you want to talk about the kids? Yeah, what? The no, no, they're they're great. I mean, you, have you ever seen a carrot this big? <laughs> this is this is amazing. <laughs> Freddie, I don't I don't want to talk about the carrots. <laughs> and he's. Does he put something over his, like, knife fingers? Yeah, big gardening <laughs> gloves. Yeah. Really long ones. And the knives keep poking through. Yeah. <laughs> it's supposed to be a... It's, I think it is actually supposed to be a hedge trimmer of some kind. Like, like, literally, there was a gardening tool that looked like that, I think. Or I might be entirely wrong. No, and I feel mental. like... And, oh. and, like, maybe that's where the idea for Edward Scissorhands came from. The the idea for Freddy Krueger came because um, Wes Craven saw a documentary about uh, the Cuban children who were immigrants in America and they had night terrors and whenever they were asked to draw a picture of what the night terrors looked like, it was always a man with long fingers. And that's why Freddy has knife glove. Yeah. Have you seen the children's story Straw Peter? It's like a German one. S-T-R-U-W-P-E-T-R. It sounds like that guy. Yeah. He's fucking terrifying. He's got, like, yeah, really long fingers. And I think maybe he cuts off kids' thumbs or something. Yes, I have heard of... Oh, I think no I, Nintendo. That's why you shouldn't, no Nintendo. Suck, yeah, yeah. You shouldn't suck your thumb, because he comes and cu- yeah, yeah, yeah. cuts it off. Yeah, and he's got crazy hair. Mm. Anyway, I, but I think Louis Thoreau meets Freddy Krueger. Okay. Like, I don't know if it's Fred, Freddy versus Louis, or... <laughs> <laughs> Or Louis's word, weird weekends. Yeah, just a weekend spent at, yeah. at the cottage he lives in now. Yes, I had the, uh, I, I take the pills and they basically, they made me completely impotent. I can't, you know, I can't feel anything. Really, I think it's fine. I don't know why you keep bringing it up. It's Why can't I die? <laughs> <laughs> and then at the end of it, Louis Thoreau wakes up in bed and it was all a dream, but then the knife hand comes through the pillow and rips his yeah. heart out. Ah. Perfect. Good. Yeah. It's a perfect ending. Nah, at the and end, then the Freddy. knife hand <laughs> comes if. through the pillow and trims the flowers he's got next to his bed <laughs> and then goes away. Is that a thing that Freddy Krueger does? Well, no, if he was a gardener. Oh, yeah, he was yeah, big yeah. On Sorry, gardening. okay, I forgot, yeah. Mm. The other idea, I one of the other ideas I had was... um. Uh, I don't know how much of an idea it is. It's just the other day I had the realisation that I absolutely shouldn't be Prime Minister. Sure. I had an inkling about that. <laughs> I was having something like, you know, I look, and it's rude to just bring that up in, in, <laughs> yeah, in, no. in, in conversation. If, I, if I hadn't brought it up, I would have been I probably upset. wouldn't have said anything. But yeah. I mean, I, it'd be interesting to know like how close you would have had to get to being Prime Minister before we would have said something, yeah. if we would have said anything at all. I like to think I would, but then, you know... Because, like, I get upset and I have opinions about political issues, yeah. but I am, like, me being Prime Minister is so ridiculous. I don't know why <laughs> anyone would bring it up. Yeah. It's just, like, it's so, you know, and I don't want to be Prime Minister. Mm. I don't know why people can't understand yeah. this, but yeah. I've never held down a full-time job. <laughs> I, I have an unfinished Bachelor of Media Studies from La Trobe <laughs> University. Yeah. 
Um, I don't understand a lot of the political you know, issues. Obviously, obviously, it's flattering that people are even talking about it. Well, okay, I mean, and you know, if my friends came and spoke to me and said that they needed me to be the prime minister, <laughs> I mean, obviously, I would consider it because I'm an you know. A, yeah, yeah, but the more the more Australian. that he tells me he doesn't want it, <laughs> the more I'm kind of starting to think actually, I would love a prime minister that opens with, uh, and then we all jizz into a bowl. <laughs> <laughs> Because just, you know, like, I mean, at the moment, it doesn't seem to really matter who it is. It's just it's just the size of the gaffes. Because I, I posted a thing on Facebook that said that I shouldn't, be, you know, like saying it's ridiculous for me to be prime minister. Yeah. And someone posted on there like glibly, oh, you have to be better than Tony Abbott. And I'd have to say, no, mm. no, I wouldn't be. Like, I disagree with everything that man does. Yeah. But he does have like. 20 years of experience in political office. Yeah. And, and I do not. I, you really need to understand how little I am qualified. I need to run campaigns you, about how much I don't want to be prime minister. You have a dirty background. <laughs> I've done shit. I've done shit that would preclude Those, me. That, that, I've done shit that I am not willing to stop doing. <laughs> but I, I, fi- I feel like a, a, a campaign against me, like trying to make me prime minister against my will would, like, find the things that I've done in the past that kind of might n- not completely rule me out. Like, mm. I was a prefect in high school. There you go. And I'd have to, like, make a campaign ad responding, look, it was... Sure, I was, was a debate. prefect. I was a prefect for a bit, but oh. it was... it was only that? He was a prefect. <laughs> out of his own mouth. Oh, well. Well, uh, look at this. And uh, if, he's if, just trying to avoid it. He's just... Because he's, he's worried he's going to do too good at... You're just humble. <laughs> You're just humble, Martin. Come on, just be Prime Minister. Yet and, another and, thing that isn't a gaff from Martin. <laughs> and if the sketch should just end with me just really glumly accepting Prime Minister <laughs> shit. Like, yeah, this bullet going, look, yeah, you. okay, whatever. I'll All do right, it. get the bowl. Oh, we're just jizzing this bowl. <laughs> Come on, guys, this is the only idea I had. It's a metaphor for the beginning of my campaign. <laughs> oh, Christ. Like, Prime Ministership. Yeah, Cabinet's a bit of a circle jerk, isn't it? Especially since I got in. <laughs> oh, this is I'm the worst Prime Minister and I keep like they come to me every time like an issue happens like the Indonesia Brain Borders or Asylum Seekers and I'm like why do you keep coming to me <laughs> alright get the bowl I didn't bowl. even want this get the bowl get just every <laughs> my solution to everything's just being jizzing in the bowl again like like you come to me, you say the economy's in a shambles. You know we need to make a stand on Israel and Palestine, and I'm just I just keep bringing the bowl out. When will you take the fucking hint? <laughs> I, tr- I did try to move the bowl to Papua New Guinea. That was my other plan. I'm so sick of people trying to make me prime minister. Oh Christ! The reluctant. I, yeah. th- I think that could sort of be like a, a short film kind of idea where somebody... I'm being super quiet. Fuck. Okay. Um. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. Where somebody does just start by saying, 
I would I would be a bad choice for prime minister. Mm. And then that just builds off of that. Yeah, because you're right. It's a really silly thing that people say, which is, uh, could be worse than this mob, or um, or that like, oh, he's like an o- Tony Abbott is like a fucking Oxford Don or some yeah, shit. He's a Rhodes Scholar. Yeah, he's a Rhodes Scholar, isn't? <laughs> yeah. Um, Do you know what media studies at La Trobe University is? We watched films all fucking day. And then also people say that, like, you know, and we joke about this, we say uh, anyone who who wants to be in power shouldn't be in power. But at least wanting to be in power inclines you to get some of the skills required, like at least on an administrative level, to be ready for power. So you could do something which does take the piss out of that where... Somebody says, oh, yeah, I, I could never be Prime Minister. And then someone else takes that and is like, huh, that's exactly what we need, somebody. And then that, like, uh, that just spreads across the country. And, yeah, we take so the piss out gross. of that. Yeah. It's just, like, yeah, I don't like any of the political options offered to me, but I have to assume they've run something or they've had some kind of administrative power. Mm. Like, even even George Bush, at least he's been... He, George W. Bush had been in, like, boardrooms of major mm. companies and might have picked up a thing or two. He'd bankrupted more companies than you've ever run. Yeah. No, oh, but then we're getting back into the whole Oh, sorry, thing you're right. Like, yeah, you're like... Right. <laughs> you're right, that's not the thing. Yeah. But, oh, you'd be all right. I don't think you'd do that bad a job. I mean, you know... <laughs> I think someone who has bankrupted a company, though, is probably still better at running a company than I am. Yeah. Sure. At this point, like well, if, well, yeah, they've made they know what what bankrupts a company. Yeah, at least one scenario, <laughs> one of the ways you could bankrupt a company, and presumably they wouldn't do exactly the same thing again. Presumably, or at least if they did, they'd do it faster, and mm. that's better for everyone, right? Yeah, I, I mean, I'd yeah. only get elected because Australia loves the underdog, and the more I protested, they just keep going. Oh, you know, he's the. <laughs> You know, it's like the castle. It's like the castle. No, fuck off. I don't want it. Okay. It's like, look, I'm a criminal. Look. And then you just, on stage, you, like, shoot somebody. <laughs> yeah. The, okay, this is, yeah, this is getting good here, guys. I like this a lot. It's like, he, yeah, he, he, he was, they said he would never be something or other. Or they said it couldn't be done. Or like, but Australia loves an underdog. And yeah. he's just like a fucking lunatic <laughs> openly <laughs> murdering people and uh, yeah just because won't all put pants on uh, yeah, <laughs> it just gets worse and worse throughout people the keep end, trying to put pants on and he, <laughs> on him and he fights them off like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he's just wearing some around his head like his <laughs> fists are perpetually bored in anticipation of a fight <laughs> and bloody and when he's not punching other people he's punching himself <laughs> <laughs> and and like like he's standing on a stage in front of a crowd of people and people are holding him there. <laughs> <laughs> like, fuck! Fuck! I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. What a larrikin! <laughs> <laughs> and like, just the the Australian people uh, are so used to having stuff spun. Yeah. They're just seeing something, they're just like you know they see somebody get murdered and they're like ah. Oh. Just, just, it's just something honest about it. Yeah, he's you know? doing it in the open, you know. Yeah. You know, they all do it, yeah. but at least he, he's honest about it. <laughs> no, no, they don't all do it. There's just one person, one voice of sanity. It's like, no! <laughs> 
Would you, you like to meet the American pre- the American president? He just punched him in the face, <laughs> takes his pants <laughs> off, and runs away. <laughs> it was like fighting Secret Service. Shoot him. <laughs> <laughs> the, like the final scene is him like strapped up like Hannibal Lecter, being wheeled into government house. <laughs> Can he? Yeah. Also, I want it like. I, I think he should be half shaved, like only half his face, and the rest is like <laughs> just hanging beard. Yeah, they just put a pen in his mouth, get him to sign. <laughs> no, and then they just like, move the board in front of him. Ah, <laughs> this is this is like that, that's a really good idea, but it is a little bit like your realization that if you make anything that shouldn't be the president of America, the president of America, <laughs> that's, that's, that's that's a comedy film. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is the extreme version of like this is the Aussie version of unmotivated president. Yeah, um, yeah, <laughs> actively, Act- actively, violently <laughs> disinterested prime minister is the name of this film. <laughs> AVDPM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But, you also uh, can't like the the Australian prime minister. It's very hard to make movies or drama about the office because it's so difficult for you to get things done. Whereas in the American president is a little bit of a dictator, like he can yeah, just launch the true. missiles and shit. So yeah, like an American movie can be about the president making an important decision and then enacting it. Yeah, instead of having to go through Senate committees. It's like yeah, very well. We will announce war with Russia uh, in. Like six months, maybe. Yeah, yeah. we're going to have got a, the numbers. an inquiry. Yeah, <laughs> we're going to have an inquiry. Um, but this film it starts off as like a bit more. It starts off a bit more larrikin. Like it starts off a bit the castle-y. Like and it's just a you know it's just a bloke with some gumboots and a flanny or whatever. <laughs> yeah. And then it just spins out of control yeah. as he just keeps drinking and punching. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But like he literally just starts as a, like an like an off an offhand comment yeah. that he doesn't want to do it yeah. or whatever or, or that it's like well, I would never do that yeah and then no nah, you and, can bloody make me but just nothing <laughs> nothing defeats Australia's <laughs> love of the underdog <laughs> <laughs> nothing is more powerful than how much they want to cut down the tall poppy. Yeah. <laughs> And just want to help this guy out. Like, like, yeah, when he punches the, the American president, they're like, oh, well, he had that coming. We are at war with America yeah. now. He <laughs> is doing what we're all thinking. <laughs> uh, the bloody yanks. Yeah. <laughs> um, is the movie called Small Poppy, which is kind of quite a romantic <laughs> title. <laughs> and it's also called that because he ends up doing a lot of heroin. <laughs> <laughs> Like the trade minister goes into his office to discuss some new policy and they open the door, just masturbating behind his desk. Oh, that's right. Four till five. That's that's when you wank. Okay. Sorry, I, I forgot. And also right. six till seven. I'll just eight face, till nine. I'll face the other way. No, four to five is when he comes. The rest of the time is when he's wanking. No, 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 he opens the door and he sees him masturbating and he goes, my God, you're good. <laughs> Oh mate, you've got the people's touch. Uh, you're like you're like you're like Bob Hawke without yeah, the bullshit. We really. all know politicians are wankers, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's like, and then he's just trapped with this immunity. Like he just can't do with it. It's, yeah. it's almost like Groundhog Day, in that he's like, or or Freddy Krueger. <laughs> he's like, 
I just want to die. I don't. I want to <laughs> yeah. do anything but this, and he, and he he just can't get out of it. <laughs> but I think he has, by the end he has just gone completely insane. Like he's a yeah, like yeah. he's already. I think he starts off probably a bit of a drunk and a bit of a lunatic, and then by the end he's just a fucking. But uh, and he's I'll, just I'll got ultimate power. Case. Yeah, yeah. And maybe Australia becomes the dominant military power. Yeah. Like he becomes the ruler of they the world. They actually defeat America <laughs> after going to war with them. And then and then they, yeah, it becomes the and then it spreads all over the world and Australia becomes the the, the one empire, the world yeah. empire. Yeah. yeah, no, I want a title I think at the start of the film you need a title card saying some people might view this film as a statement on politics as a whole. It's really not. Yeah. <laughs> not this is just stupid. <laughs> this is we're not saying anything about anything in this. Yeah. <laughs> would the would the trailer would the trailer like sort of open with like Australian politicians through history? So you're like you have uh, you have Hawkey drinking his yard glass. Yeah. You have um uh, uh Keating, you know, touching the Queen on the back or something like that. And, yeah. Gorton walking out of a burning plane, <laughs> just yeah. lighting his cigarette on, on yeah. the... Rudd eating his earwax. Yeah. <laughs> oh, <God>. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Australia loves an underdog. I wish I could remember the name. There's a hugely fat Prime Minister we have. He was beautiful with a big walrus moustache. And they sort of couldn't quite fit him into his clothes for his portrait. And his, like, his legs are splayed open because he can't. he's too fat. Oh, fuck. Who was the one who was just really casual? Is that Gorton? Like, there's a, you, go to, um, you go to a government house, you know, see all the portraits of the... If it's a government house... Parliament portrait, house? Portrait, parliament, yeah, but if you see all the portraits of all the... Um, Prime Ministers, there's, they're all in suits or whatever, except there's one guy who's like in a, in a sort of a leather jacket and jeans or something. Huh. It's mm. weird. Could be. The, it may also not be real. Um, one, of, one of our Prime Ministers was a guy who they found out partway through his term he was actually a citizen of Chile, and then he stopped being Prime Minister. <laughs> Um, which he was, he was a guy who spoke English and he was, it was one of the, he was, oh, good. he was prime minister for about six, and, and he was, silly. He, he was of an Anglo background and everything, but when I read the story, I did sort of picture just a Mexican in a sombrero <laughs> sort of going, yeah, <laughs> you know, we've, we've heard that apparently you, you might not actually be an Australian citizen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm afraid. I'm afraid we're gonna ha- have to let you go. Ah, oh, see, see. He just gets on leaves. <laughs> Damn, I'm, it's a shame he's gone. I really liked him. Yeah. He was fun. He was one of the better ones we've had. Yeah. <laughs> I liked siesta time that he that he uh, put into thing. Siesta. Siesta time. Yeah. No, we are having siestas at government house. Oh, God, that's actually, we're so lucky that in Australia, this is all like just charmingly stereotypical because if we say all that stuff in America, it's, that's racist. <laughs> yeah, oh. here, but here, here it's like, yeah, it's like if, if, if Americans come here or British people come here and they start making Asian jokes. Yeah. Like, cause, cause for cause them. Cause they don't they, really they're, they're, have. Yeah, they're, they're yeah. not close as much. Mm. It's then, not like they have a, his- yeah, it's, we don't have a history of persecuting Mexican people. We don't, cause yeah, yeah Mexican well, people come over here. I do. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay, Andy. You you specifically persecute that one Mexican man. <laughs> I have a history of it, persecuting every, every Thursday, Mexican person. Yeah, every Thursday you just go to that guy's house and point mm. at him through the window. Yeah, Ramon. <laughs> yeah, Ramon. I don't know what... Did he do something wrong to you? 
and look, it's just a prejudice that I have against Ramon. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You I don't mean, like him. Yeah, why don't you like him, Andy? Because uh, uh, he can't do improv. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the worst skills. Yeah, uh, I know. It's, it's a, it's a flaw, you what, right? You put him on the spot and he can't come up with anything. Yeah, that's Ramon. <laughs> I'd hate him if I just had a chance. Yeah. Star Wars. Yes. Episode 7. In the space. <laughs> in, in the space hood. Yeah. Space gigolo. <laughs> Star Jam. Star, yeah. Down Under. Star Jam Down Under. Star, was there a thing like that? Was there a Star Wars... Down Under? Down Under, something like that? Caravan of Courage might have been... No, what was some like weird show I saw recently? Or or, or it was like, no, there was the the Star Wars Christmas special. Yeah. Which was a thing that like they made without George Lucas. He sort of gave like, he gave the approval for it. But was it the actors? Is it any of the same actors? I think so. Yeah, no, they the, the, most of them show up because it was made in between two of the movies. It wasn't actually it wasn't like made years after. It was like the second and George Lucas like bought every copy of it and tried to hide it and then someone <laughs> actually got their hands on a on a copy and it's on YouTube now and it is amazing. Like it's it it's lack of understanding. It's like someone who's been producing like Osmond family specials where everyone's singing and dancing and hasn't seen Star Wars <laughs> is like, well, we just basically do the same thing, I guess, but with some space shit in the background. Yeah, that that's a really inappropriate thing to have a Christmas special for. Yeah. Like Christmas specials work with a very limited <laughs> range of programming. Yeah. What other types don't... of shows would it be a bad idea if they did a Christmas special? Go. It's Al. Law and Order SVU. Christmas <laughs> special. Great. I can um, I can absolutely picture the Christmas special for SVU though because oh, Santa, Santa Claus, Santa, Santa, yeah, no, there we go. But with no, the but singing think and about, dancing, think about though, like <laughs> like when when yeah yeah when the Star Wars holiday special happened, that's basically one step removed from doing an alien holiday special yeah. going oh Ripley like the, if we won't be able to get the presents ready in time for the orphans <laughs> like burst through the chest yeah no screams. like somebody would tear open a, a, a puppy would come out of someone's mm. chest right e- it's e- a puppy even in this rusted industrial wasteland that seems to be the world of the future <laughs> we can still find a moment for holiday cheer yeah <laughs> Even on Christmas Day, the aliens put down their guns. And I haven't seen Alien. <laughs> Andy, you got to start watching movies and stop just reading the synopsis on, on Wikipedia. Aliens true. having guns. Know. They, they've, they've got acid for blood, and they like have these tongues that are mouths and mm. stuff like. Yeah. Okay. Well, they put down their the acid idea for of blood like them and holding they take a little gun in their mouth. alien hand. <laughs> that would actually yeah. make them a lot less threatening. <laughs> yeah, no. yeah. Can we give these guys? guns because <laughs> I think it would make them more approachable. <laughs> Just humanise them slightly. Fight Club Christmas special. Mm. Oh, Tyler. <laughs> I um, felt like destroying something beautiful. The, this, the Christmas decoration. Oh, yeah. I cut my hand. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I cut my hand. <laughs> the, the third idea I had was another Schrodinger's cat joke out of the millions of Schrodinger's cat jokes, but just the idea of a magician that does Schrodinger's cat on stage, but you can't look to see that he's done it. Yeah. (laughs) 
So the cat's in the box. He like takes a cat and puts it in a box with radioactive isotope, closes the box, and then goes, ta-da, it's alive and dead at the same time. Does, but then does he cut the box in half? And, and then- now, <laughs> I, then I both murdered an alive cat and dissected a dead cat at the same time. <laughs> That's pretty good. Um, yeah, I both committed animal brutality and a post-mortem. Vivisection. <laughs> I both committed animal brutality and desecrated a corpse. <laughs> which is which? It's impossible to say. Ever. Because the well, cat's dead anyway. Well, technically, if I did both, I'm probably going to get put in prison for, them, <laughs> for one of them. Probably not the... But then when I'm in prison, it'll be completely sealed. And will I get abused by the other inmates or not? How will we know unless we look? <laughs> I mean, and not only the radioactive isotope, is it, does it have to be a lead-lined box? Do they ever mention anything about that? Uh, look, yeah. Because I'm thinking that the cat might be alive or dead, at, alive and dead at the same time, but everyone in the room definitely has radiation poisoning. It's, it's, <laughs> like, no, that's a, the point is it's yeah. supposed to be a very, very, very small radioactive oh. quantity um, because, because you only want, say, one alpha particle or whatever to be emitted from the and that's what source of radiation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's just like a 50% chance of that happening or not. And you're like, well, we'll never know. But is it like, yeah. So is there just a 50% chance of a thing decaying? Um, pretty much. Like, that's that's what Half-Life is. Like, within a particular period of time, mm. there's a 50% chance that... Uh, okay. No, Half-Life's a video game. Oh, Andy, mm, kind of missed yeah, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. sorry. Andy. So, I read the synopsis. <laughs> um, no, I actually have played Half Life. That's like the one first-person shooty game that I. Have, uh, you must like video games so much more than me because you've only played Half Life and Monkey Island. So for you, yeah. video games are great. Yeah, no, like they're, they're really good. good. <laughs> Whereas for me, like I've I've seen the last five years, and yeah. now we just shoot brown people. That's all video games now. Oh, really? It's just, yeah, it's like Call of Duty shit. It, it, it's the most successful entertainment thing ever, and it's just a game about shooting foreigners. you got to watch uh, Kumail Nanjani's new special, and he talks about that, that uh, there's one of the scenarios is in uh, either Lahore or, or Karachi, I think Karachi, yeah. and he's like, that's my hometown. <laughs> I have an advantage there. You know, Mr. Mr. What's his name? We'll give us shelter. <laughs> yeah. No, I yeah, I stopped playing um, Call of Duty after I played a level in the third game, and it was set in Sierra Leone, and I was like running through shooting like bandits. I was playing a, a, I think a member of the British SAS, and I was shooting Sierra Leone bandits, and I was thinking, I know about Sierra Leone, and no one here has clean drinking water. I don't want to make mm. their lives worse by mm. running around and shooting them. I'm definitely the bad guy right yeah. now, yeah. and the game doesn't seem to think so. Well, a lot of the a lot of the enemy combatants are dying of dysentery. Yeah, like the the the, the game's unrealistic because they're not really skinny and sickly. Like oh. it's so fucked. <laughs> but in a way that's kind of like what what being in the military is mm-hmm. as well like is yeah. that is that you're like you're always being told that you're on the right side yeah. and so you have to deal with these morals but, the morals but you are... also have to like fight 
when you actually fight in the military, you're in a real fight, which means most of the time you can't see anything and you just fire out to the, like it's it's mm. it's not combat isn't isn't like Call of Duty. And there are games like they they call them military sims where it's like actually being a soldier. And I've less of a problem with them because it's like you know a bunch of old guys playing tabletop war games. It's not actually that fun like objectively for a person. Yeah. Whereas the Call of Duty games, it's so much fun. You can just kill everybody. You never run out of bullets. You just like yeah. Like, you, you don't even have to aim the gun. If you just click the right trigger, it automatically snaps to looking at somebody. Oh. And snaps to an appropriate brown person. Yeah. And oh, it's, it makes you feel really Can you really turn the gun gross. on yourself? <laughs> no. Though there is... They, they, they did make a game called Spec Ops The Line, which was made by a bunch of really depressive Germans. And it came out, and it looks like one of those ordinary Call of Duty games, and then you play it, and it's actually, like, a commentary on those kind of games. It's about, like, there's a sandstorm in Dubai that traps all these American troops there that were supposed to get everyone out to safety. And uh, you go there, and it's it's based on Joseph Conrad's Heart of Darkness. Mm. Like, it just keeps getting worse and worse. And there's a bit in the game where someone tells the main character, why did you come here and kill all these people? Did you want to feel like a hero? And it's kind of clear that's not yeah. really directed at the character. Mm. Yeah. And you you accidentally kill civilians and stuff in the game. It's really upsetting. Oh, it's, Jesus. it's sort of yeah. Anyway, yeah. and then this you is run out of bullets, and then you you walk around in a. Could there be a sketch based on killing civilians? Mm. All right. Yeah. So yeah. okay, let's say you're in the military and you kill a civilian. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Can there be a video game where you play a member of the United Nations and you go to Rwanda and you just have to watch the horror unfold because mm. you can't do anything? Yeah, people are awful. Can we do that? How yeah. do you get points? Uh, the more, you the just, more tears you shed, yeah, yeah. <laughs> the more you get. Yeah, uh, so you get. You have a futility bar, mm. right? And your sense of futility just increases. And you can really stack that stuff up. Or just like day-to-day life on a firebase in Afghanistan without... You don't play any of the combat parts. You just you just like spend all day long like eating butterfingers and missing your girlfriend. And, yeah. and then there's like a fear meter that like rises every time it goes to night that yeah. maybe you're just going to get shot in the <laughs> night. Possibly by a fellow soldier who's lost his shit. Yeah, yeah. but like, could, could, it, could it be that? Could it be like... It's like a video game but where you play one of the like characters that wouldn't you would normally shoot if you were just walking mm. through it with your thing is that what you're just saying yeah yeah i think that'd be fun or, or lo- no no <laughs> so I, you just I, have I to have like f- sow the fields and try to stay alive <laughs> and like keep your family alive and then occasionally oh my god this troop of like men just come through the city and you gotta like hide and like mm. protect your kids oh cat cat uh, catch 22 <laughs> the video game and then you've got to tend to all the sick yeah, to all the f- injured and murdered and things like that. Yeah. Get rid of the th- bodies so that they don't infect the water and the, <laughs> like the ground around you and things like that. Oh, bodies are leaking and infecting the water. Well, but you clean up your corpse. No, 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 but you can't bodies have are leaking dead bodies and infecting yeah, the yeah, water. Yeah. What can you do? Nothing. You're too tired to move anybody. Sit there and think about this. Yeah. You catch twenty two, the video game where you play the character who wants to be bored all the time, yeah, because it extends his time, yeah, and you just have to do more and more tedious activities to stave off, like, to to make it feel like the the part in between missions where you're alive is a much longer period of time. <laughs> <laughs> so you're just like, why don't you realphabetize all your books? 
Yeah, but now I, jumble them up and do it again. <laughs> but I think it'd be, that would be fun. Like maybe it could be a sketch if it was a guy pitching this idea to yeah. to like a, a you know like a network board or something like that. If just yeah. just those way of going. Look, okay, so then you know then these people yeah. get murdered. Okay, so so then you you're, you're like it's like a, it's like a shoot 'em up. Yeah. But but you don't get any guns. You're actually one of the person who gets shot, mm. right? Or like and, he would he would be like. Uh, yeah, no, it, it wouldn't become clear until the people asked a question mm. that you were actually one of the, on the, on the yeah. victim side. So yeah, it's like, it's okay, it's set in, you know, uh, Syria, or, or it's set in Mumbai, or yeah. no, not Mumbai, but what's, what's the, Kashmir? Kashmir? Kashmir. Kashmir is the... Kashmir is a sweater. In, mm. India and Pakistan, <laughs> yeah, board a video game set on Kashmir where you, you just like, you walk across hills for ages occasionally firing shots in the air just to remind yourself you're still alive (laughs) and then yeah no and 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 you worry that if nuclear war did break out you actually wouldn't know before it killed you (laughs) (laughs) okay the the sketch idea is um game developers bring in an actual like soldier to assist them on the game it's like oh okay see the problem with this level is you can see things um, in this actual sort of combat situation, it would be pitch black, and yeah. we didn't have the fun. Like the night vision goggles didn't come through that week, we so we we just sat there in the dark. So you need to also your characters um moving around uh, in combat. You can't do that. Yeah, don't move. Yeah. Like lie there and look at the ground. Yeah, no, that's really good. The the consultant, like the, yeah, the, yeah, the military consultant guy who's actually been on the ground, mm-hmm. and uh, then he says, "Oh yeah, no, no, uh, we we're actually in a really similar situation to this one here." And um, yeah, the way that it unfolded was uh, in the morning. It turned out that the convoy was actually a wedding. Yeah, um, we we had gotten. We had gotten the wrong information, information from someone who didn't want the wedding. So are you going to put that in? Is that, is um, that useful? <laughs> well, we were thinking like, you know, like maybe they could get on the jet ski things at some point and like there could be a jet ski chase. Did you get into jet ski chases um, in, your, uh, in, in your fire base at any stage? Um, uh. We waterboarded... Uh, <laughs> Was there enough water for a jet ski? <laughs> we we waterboarded somebody with with dirty polluted water we found in a puddle <laughs> in order to get find out where the child murderer was. Did did you f- did you find the child murderer? Was there a jet ski chase? Turned out the, the child, child murderer was us. We'd accidentally we'd killed. We had been the person. <laughs> oh, okay. It was actually my best friend had been the guy killing all the. Okay. Um. Well. <laughs> Okay, so was there was there any stage where um, you you had to like uh, no. fight fight your way through a, a a building and like shoot a lot of insurgents? Well, every night in my dreams, <laughs> yeah, I, I was running through a building, yeah, but I didn't have a gun. Um, so how did you defend yourself from the insurgents in the dream? Just sat and cried. Okay, um, so we've got we've got a mission here where you play a, a, a sniper and you need to uh, pick off all the insurgents so your uh, troop can get uh, through a, a combat zone. Mm-hmm. Um, were you ever in a situation like that at any stage? No. Okay. Um, <laughs> I was. I was. I was. I was. Uh, by this stage of the war, I was in a, uh, in, a in a military hospital. Oh, is that a saving area? Was the save point? Is that a save point? 
Um, yeah, I guess and they did saved they, me in a way. Uh, was there any excitement at the military ho- hospital? Would there be any any events or people who like raid it or something like that? And then you you have to sort like of get have a gun. to get out of bed and and fight the insurgents? Would that? I was pretty heavily sedated. I don't really <laughs> <laughs> um, remember. Yeah. How much are we paying you? <laughs> <laughs> Look, we'll put the jet ski level in, but your character will be crying while he's on the jet ski. <laughs> oh, that's fine. Yeah, no, that's Is great. That, That'd be fine. Would that to, accurately... Yeah. To, oh, hey, Ocean of Tears. Yeah. <laughs> ocean of Tears. Yeah. Yeah. To be honest, there's a lot of things we want you to tell us that you're not really telling us. <laughs> and, we uh, need to hear about the time you uh, are, like, just... Uh, drove a tank into a village and then it was full of bad guys and you fought the bad guys. Could you just say that <laughs> and we'll pay you some money? <laughs> if, I, uh, if you write it down, I'll try and sh- sign it with my shaking hand. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, if I can uh, still remember my own name. Actu- actually... I definitely, if I can manage to grip the pen, though, despite the fact that my my arm is injured, I will sign it because uh, I need the I, money to pay. I need to the he- money to pay, yeah, to pay my health care because my pension is is insufficient for yeah. my survival costs. And my children need to be looked up. Yeah. <laughs> my children, who I never who see. have been who are deformed because I was exposed to Agent Orange. <laughs> <laughs> or the Agent I Orange. Was, in I was also in Vietnam. <laughs> <laughs> that was on a holiday to Vietnam. <laughs> Okay, so I've got oh, the video wow. game pitches there with that yeah, one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One got dark, but I, like, I don't. <laughs> I don't mind that. Yeah, it and is. It has. It's been, dark here in the uh, curtained booth. It, yeah. is, it is a little bit me themed. I feel this episode of two in the. Theme you know team. what? We I do had a feeling. Freddy Krueger's pedophilia. <laughs> in the, well, look. I think we're probably at the end because we've got our five ideas. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and look, they are dark, but we we I think we. We, we knew the risks when we made you prime minister. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> and you know I what? I told we, you I didn't we, fucking we want it. Be happier about this. You just, I just like how brutally honest you are. <laughs> yeah. you know? I really don't want it. I don't know why you keep. Look, I'm drinking the bowl now. <laughs> I'm drinking from the drinking bowl. Drinking from the jizz bowl. <laughs> I do. I definitely want the the juice bigolo European gigolo ending. I don't think there's a way you can properly make that into a sketch. <laughs> I just like I will. I would pay Rob Schneider just so I could see Actually, that. That's an idea I had today. Like something where 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 you can. I would just call it like, like the, the idea for the initially was like because uh, I like to end songs really stupid. So like let's say uh, Johnny Cash's Ring of Fire, right? And I go. He goes. You know. Uh, I fell into a burning ring of fire. No, 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 no. It burns, burns, burns. The ring of fire. And then, like that, right? And then it kind of would end if he said it just twice, right? But I would go, the ring of fire. The ring of fire. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And I'd like to record that ending to the song and then tweet at Johnny Cash, if he was still alive. Yeah. (laughs) And then go, here, I fixed your song. (laughs) (laughs) Right? And you could do that for movies as well. Like, you go, okay, uh... You know, ending for Deuce Bigelow, European Gigolo, yeah. and you just film that scene. And you go, "Here, Rob Schneider, I fixed your movie," <laughs> like that. And that would be a great fun Twitter thing where you yeah. can just do it with all sorts of art forms. Yeah, great. You you do alternate endings for like <laughs> yeah all these things. Yeah, or different scenes. You go, "Here, I fixed your you know I fixed your movie," yeah, and then yeah, you just yeah. put that scene in where like Luke actually goes and finds the hand. 
that gets cut off and then he goes and sees a doctor and he sells it back on and he goes, that's much better. <laughs> <laughs> I can feel with that. I don't know, because this medicine would have gone really Yeah, far. yeah and it's true. So I think that's probably the end. I'm just going to mm-hmm. go list through the uh, mm-hmm. the uh, things here. We got uh, Take number through. one is uh, time travel with no time travel. Everyone is amazed that uh, time moves forward. <laughs> Yep. No one's gonna be difficult to to to, to show, but I think I th- no, I think it'll be beautiful. Yeah. Two, we got uh, bad at being a drug dealer guy who. Couldn't there be a scene in that movie where they go to like a '90s themed party, and everyone's dressed in fluoro? Maybe. Thank you. Yeah. Yes, that's great. Okay, that's great. really good. And then and then they. They, 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 they remark that isn't it amazing that the '90s was 12 years ago, <laughs> yeah. and then they very urgently leave. To go to the shop to buy some Coca Cola because they've run out. Yeah, yeah, and 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 anti anxiety medication. <laughs> they're constantly <laughs> just <laughs> stressed that time attacks, is moving yeah. forward. Oh my god, there is no going back. Is there? <sighs> it's just and they just get scientists mm. working on trying to stop time. <laughs> Well, if if we do our job well enough, eventually there'll be no more work to mm-hmm. do, to do, and we'll just be frozen. We we haven't figured out a way to slow down time. Just watching Australian television tends to. What is the <laughs> what is the hours movie turn into weeks? Just. What's the movie called? Is it called Forward to the Present, or is it called Life? Time. It's called time moving forward. Time moving forward. Time moving forward. Time moving forward <laughs> equals time travel. <laughs> right. Subtle. <laughs> oh no! And if someone could just say that in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean? Time is time moving forward? Yes. <laughs> Constantly. <laughs> we can't do anything about it. <laughs> I don't think there's anything we can do about this. He's an old fisherman for some reason. Okay. Uh, we got Louis Thoreau meets Freddy Krueger. Why can't I die? <laughs> uh, then this man doesn't want to be prime minister and actively tries not to be, but becomes uh, but becomes so because Aussies love an underdog. <laughs> right? And then we've got video game pitches, which is the military consultant. And yeah. he makes it uber real. And the guy who lives in the village who has to clean up after a shoot 'em up style commandos have come through, <laughs> and then he has to survive. And yeah, it's one of those people. What, what would it be like to be the person who almost gets murdered? <laughs> so, uh. <laughs> ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.